Thursday. Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, Andrew Nimi. Hello, it's Thursday. Hi, Busi Siwe Butelezi. It's Butelez. Butelez. Telez. Telez. No. You don't even hardly pronounce the boo. Yeah. That's why my name is not Busi. It's Busi. Butelezi? Telez. Telez. How's it going? It's going good. Little little sleepy. Another all nighter last night. You and these all-nighters, can you explain to me the idea behind the all-nighter is now? I don't know if it's an idea. It's just something that kind of happens, but... What kept you at the game so long yesterday? What kept me at the game? Well, I mean, I've gone over this in the vlog, yes, as you mentioned, that now that my work schedule is different from what it used to be, now there's a lot more vlog editing time and uh, responding to comments and things of that nature, everything that goes along with the vlog, that leaves less time for actual poker playing time. So when I'm at the table, I'm a little I'm a little more reluctant to leave because I know it's going to be extra time in between my sessions. Not sure when the next time I'll be back at the table will be. So my, ses- my sessions end up being much longer as a result. Do you think you could perhaps plan your life a little bit better? Uh, yes, for sure. I think a bad thing is that I also like really want to book a win more so than I used to, even more so. I think I've always been somewhat bad about trying to get unstuck. Mm, Um, A lot of poker players are that way, and I'm not. uh, I think it's definitely one of my, I guess, sort of life leaks. It's not really a poker leak so much, um, even though playing tired is probably a leak. But yeah, I like to uh, try and try and book a win more than I should. And since I'm vlogging, it's uh, it's double nice to try and book a win on the vlog because it makes for a much happier episode happier ending even though losing is inevitable it's nice to try and fight through for a happy ending seems like a lot of pressure so you're saying are a lot of poker players like that yeah a lot of player a lot of poker players do it backwards they quit when they book a, when they're up when they're winning uh, just to like book a win and they stay longer to try and win their losses back there's a lot of poker players that do that when in fact you should do the opposite you're, th- you're thinking clearly you're winning you should stay longer you're in the zone try and maximize your winnings rather than when you're kind of feeling down and in stuck city so is that what you did yesterday you were feeling good and you were you playing good and just decided to maximize wins no i mean i was actually stuck for most of the uh most of the night okay. um but the game was good it's not like the game was bad. If the game was bad, I would have just thrown in the towel. The other thing is that like a lot of times when I'm starting my session, it's graveyard shift and graveyard shift is definitely the best shift, the softest games. So that's often the best games. And as a result, I want to stay in that good game, especially if I'm stuck to try and get that money back. I could offer some feedback and advice, but I don't think you're going to take it. So I'm just <laughs> going to save my breath. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much like know the drill. Um, this is something that you learn like very early on in your poker playing career that you should stay longer when you're winning and you should not be chasing losses. It's a combination of those other factors that I'm not going to be back to the poker table as quickly as I would like. And the set, the hours that I'm playing, it's craziness out there in the middle of the night, early morning. Yeah, I mean, I think 
uh, just an adjustment of schedule and a little bit of planning would make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel don't you, you like miss out on working out and stuff like that? How, yeah. You know, no, how does that? I definitely enjoy being up early in the morning and uh, waking up and being outside early, early on in the day. And, you know, all, obviously all the businesses, businesses are open. There's the sort of misconception that Vegas is always open. Everything is open 24 hours, which I don't think is actually true. There's lots of businesses that close at reasonable, normal hours. I mean, I've always thought that was remarkable, um, how you would get all the way unstuck. Because usually, like, traders would have, like, a stop loss, you know? So whatever it is, $500 a day, and then that's it. That is the discipline Mm -hmm. to just, like, I've lost this much. I'm not going to trade anymore, whatever the case is. And I always try to say to you, oh, no, I think you should just stop because you've lost X amount. You should just like throw in the towel. But then you would go all the way unstuck to the other side, profitable. I was like, that's amazing. And I I guess I've just like let that be. But did that terrify you that I was losing and continuing to play? I mean, when I didn't know you, I only had my reference point, which was if I've been at my computer for six hours and I'm exhausted and nothing good is going to come of that, right? Mm-hmm. But you would be have been at the casino for like 10 hours. And I I don't know what state you were in because obviously you get quieter. And I can usually tell... <laughs> when how, I'm running back? Yeah, I can usually tell how your session's going by the number of texts I get during the evening. Things are going well. I'm like, hi, baby. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> just want to say hi. Yeah. You're you, cute. And you send me, you know, links to articles and... <laughs> you know, stories from the war room. But when things are going bad, I get nothing. And I'm like, hello. Hello. That's you reaching out to the abyss. Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there? And then I just send a bitmoji and be like, I'm going to bed now. The bitmojis cheer me up a little bit. Yeah. That's good. I'll keep sending those when you are in quiet. A quiet. Mm-hmm. So last night, I left my phone out in the living area and went to bed without my phone. Oh my God. Um, so you're saying that you did not want your phone next to you when you wake up and it's the first thing that you grab and you're still in bed and you're checking messages and stuff. Yes. Twitter, etc. Right. And I usually like meditate after I've checked my phone and now I've got all this junk already in my head and it makes my meditation harder. So I'm Do you meditate like, every day? Most days I meditate. It's usually like if I've gone out and I get up really late and I've had maybe too much wine that I won't meditate. But yes, I try and meditate uh, every day. Do you love it? Yes, I do. It just calms the crazy, Uh you know, dumb thoughts, anxiety. I don't know how long this will last because especially on the weekends, I love to like grab my phone and stay in bed for an extra hour reading. Mm hmm. So I don't know how long it will last, but it felt really good. I don't think I can do it. Anybody else? No, not that, but just like your poker routine, maybe, right? Just changing my routine, you mean? Yeah, so saying, okay, we're going to try have shorter sessions so you can have maybe two or three a week instead mm. of one long 20-hour session. Maybe. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I guess like I kind of... By the way... Listeners, when Andrew says maybe, he means never going to happen. So just just giving you a I think it depends up. on the tone of my maybe. If I'm like, maybe, then that's a definite no. If I'm like, maybe. <laughs> that's me actually considering it. There's a, like an additional factor of 
it's like a question of what is my current job? Am I am I a professional poker player or am I a YouTuber or which profession would you like best? Or do you like all of them equally? Or do you uh, like all of them differently on different days? Well, I really like being a vlogger, I guess. Yeah, I guess I like them different on different days. I mean, I've always thought that like, I can't remember if we talked about this on a previous podcast, but I've I've recently learned that I don't think balance is a very good thing to have. I think you should be deep into something. I think I'm happy to be deep into the YouTube experience and sharing the sessions. But yeah, when I'm like deep into a poker session, I sort of flip back into that poker player mode, like fully. As you should. But then it comes with the long sessions yeah. and the not thinking about it anything else yeah outside I, of- I just assume that i'll get to the editing whenever i wake up after i go to bed after this ridiculous session and then well i guess there's i don't think there's anybody has one title right because you're always going to be a mom a sister a brother a boyfriend and whatever your job title is and whatever you you know help out on the weekend at or mm, i guess i don't know I no think you don't be, think those are as important I think you should be shirking all those things is that the right word shirking but yeah, I think you got to, you know, wind all those things down if you want to try and make it professionally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But there's always going to be one that's going to be more prominent at any given time. And this is why I don't think I'm ready to be a mom, right? Because I know if I was to be a mom, all my energy would go to this new being. Mm-hmm. Just because I know that's the type of person I am. And I don't know if I could do 50 million other things. Yeah, I need your energy over here, right here. <laughs> yeah, because you're my child. I could handle it, though, having a child. I could I could take that energy and have plenty left over. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced yet. Baby Nimi would just be coming to the casino with me, <laughs> so it'd be perfectly fine. I could just rock him with my foot while I was video editing, you know, mm. baby rocker. Mm. Very simple, mm. very straightforward. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. When we have that child, are I'll... babies allowed at the casino at the poker table? Probably not. No. No, probably not. Why not? I don't know. You better ask. You're the one at the casino. I've never day. seen it, but I don't know if it's like not allowed. Like, why would you want to have a baby there? <laughs> because you got to grind. <laughs> <laughs> and the baby's got to eat. Yeah, I don't know if a casino is the right environment for hmm. said baby. Hmm. Okay. Um. So, shall we go to a listener? There was there was a funny story last night that this guy was telling us. I met the uh, former owner of the Ocean's Eleven Casino. I think it used to be called the Oceanside Casino or something. He's probably in his late seventies or early eighties, maybe. Very nice guy. Probably yeah, late seventies, I guess. He used to like be good buddies with Chip Reese and Doyle Brunson. He was talking about when he was on the golf course with these guys. And it was him and Chip Reese against Doyle and whoever Doyle's partner was. They were down to like the last couple holes or something. Maybe even the last hole. And they were like tied up. Basically, like even they had a couple of putts each team had to make. And they were very equidistant. And Doyle asked if they wanted to just pick up the uh, the putts and call it a day and call it, call it a, a tie. And Chip Reese said, hell no, uh, we're going to play. So they ended up playing and Chip and this guy, the casino owner, lost. Whatever, they paid the money. Um, and then like a year down the road, something like that, 
Chip Reese came up to this guy, Mr. Casino owner, and just handed him like a bunch of money. And uh, this guy was like, what's this about? And he said, you know, back when we were uh, playing that match against Doyle, um, I made the call to uh, keep playing um, rather than just call it a draw. And so there's probably a bad spot. Um, I should have just, you know, called it a tie and uh, we should have not lost all that money that day and it was my fault. And the guy was like, well, it's, you know, we're a team and it's, it's okay. It's, I don't know if it was that bad of a spot or whatever, et cetera. And Chip said, no, 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 it's on me. It's my fault. Here you go. Here's the money. I've, it's always been on my mind and he gave him like a bunch of money. Wow. I think that story was in the book. Was it? Oh, no, I guess not. I mean, there's plenty of golf stories in the Doyle Brunson book, which is for sure one of my favorite poker books because obviously I've never read any of the I've strategy books. What was it called? I can't remember what it is called. It was, I was the laughing. Of, the Godfather of Poker. Yes. I laughed the whole book. <laughs> and but that's pretty amazing that Chip just, you know, is probably in the neighborhood of like $50,000 or something like that. Yeah, what an honorable man. Mm-hmm. Did you win any money off this? Nah, he plays pretty tight. Uh, he was also like just telling stories nonstop and going on and on about fishing and who knows what. <laughs> and then he you got like stories. Then he then he left for like forty five minutes to go get breakfast. And he played like <laughs> one hand. You don't like stories about fishing? Uh, other people's fishing stories? No, it's not really that interesting to me. Have you ever been fishing, Andrew Nimi? Yes, that's not going to be that interesting for the podcast. I didn't ask you to tell us a story. It was just yes or no. Yes. Oh, okay. I enjoy fishing. You've never been fishing. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on to our listener question of the week. We've got a relationship question from Robert. Let's hear it, Robert. And Robert says, hey, guys, do you think that being in a relationship with someone from another culture makes the relationship easier or more difficult? I'm married to a fierce Jamaican woman and I catch myself attributing some behaviors and or arguments to the differences between the cultures that we grew up in. I probably wouldn't be as accepting of some misunderstandings if I was with somebody from my country. He's from Poland. Thanks for your thoughts. Keep up the good work. Huh. Fierce Jamaican woman. Sounds sounds fiery. I'm already scared. (laughs) I'm scared. You're scared of the fierce Jamaican woman? Yeah. Why? But you're fierce as well. You shouldn't, fierce doesn't fear fierce. So his question is, do you think that being in a relationship with someone from another culture makes that relationship easier or more difficult? I don't think it does anything. I don't think it's either way. I think it varies on the person. I think it varies on the people and their personalities and how well they match and how well they listen and communicate. But for me, I found it to be, I don't think it's made that big of a difference really. Uh, I think I find Boosie's personality like a great match and fit for my personality and that she's the talkative slash crazy one i'm the uh cool and calm and collective crazy one. did i say that out loud yeah oh uh i love <laughs> and you might never see the light of day again <laughs> i think you lucked out honestly you could have gotten another south african woman who wouldn't be so sweet really nice to you no south african women are really really sweet yeah all the south african women i met are great But yes, Robert, there are cultural differences that can cause tension, I think. It doesn't make the whole relationship easier or harder. That's just personalities. Mm -hmm. But cultural differences can be attributed to some of your arguments. Well, I mean, it's why we don't have a dog right now. 
Exactly. Because in South Africa, I grew up without dogs living inside the house. So it's just... Poor dogs. It's not... They had kennels outside. Dog and abuse. we never... Had, we never had a dog. So it, for me, it's just like, yeah, dogs don't belong in the house. What are their cultural differences? What happens when you lose a teeth, tooth when you're little? You put it under the pillow and the tooth fairy comes. Okay. So we do not put teeth under pillows. <laughs> Uh, for the tooth fairy, you go outside and you throw your tooth on the roof. On the roof? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't tell you that. How do you get the money? There's no money. What? (laughs) There's no money. You just go outside. I can't. Did you go up and look on the roof? There might be a bunch of money up there. (laughs) The tooth fairy. I suppose maybe the tooth fairy couldn't get in because we don't have a chimney. There could be thousands and thousands of dollars on South African roofs right now. South Africa, rands, you mean? Rands, I mean. <laughs> Dollars worth of rands. Yeah, so that's what you did. You took the tooth and threw it. And the reason for that is what? On the roof. I don't remember. That's the sad part. But, um, Robert, so I don't know now. How sanitary this is. It dries out in like half an hour. Hmm. But, and also, who's on the roof anyway? Birds. <laughs> South African birds. So the birds eat the teeth. They might, the they might choke. Um, so, Squirrels. Robert, yeah, if you have any kids and they start losing teeth, uh, maybe, you know, there won't be any tooth fairy stuff going on in your household. Um, They're going to throw their teeth on our roof? I don't know what they do in Jamaica, but that's what we did in South Africa. And I know we're not the only culture that does that. We might need to find out the rest of the story as to why people started doing this. We will. And we will come back. Very bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what culture is, right? It's just different. Yeah, I'm sure the whole tooth fairy thing is also very bizarre. Yeah. To people who don't understand and have never met the tooth fairy. Exactly. I've never, I've never met the tooth fairy. I've never gotten rich off the tooth fairy. <laughs> Kids I went to school with grew up with Father Christmas. I didn't. My mom and dad told me there's no such thing. Hmm. Those presents come from me. And if there's no money, then you're not getting any presents. Very simple. So I was never deluded or trying to be on better behavior for father christmas yeah but you guys have you guys have christmas in the summertime which must just be absurd it's normal if you grew up there (laughs) it's absurd to have winter i mean you're listening to uh white christmas and you're just sitting there in the baking sun while it's december 25th how do you know we're listening to a white christmas (laughs) what else would you be listening to uh, South African Christmas Let songs. Let It Snow, another Christmas <laughs> song that must just make no sense whatsoever. Just because you push your stuff to every part of the world <laughs> does not mean that we listen to it. Just just backwards. Except my dad did buy the uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas CD. Uh-huh. And I knew all the words to all the songs. It was, it was a really great CD, but um, yeah, there was no snow. Um, the snow was not coming down, and I was not watching it fall. Just just can't even imagine. So, yeah. So, you don't think it makes any difference? I don't think so. I mean, I think with our, I think with our specific cultures, I feel like the South African culture is pretty laid back. There's no real sort of strict uh, practices or whatever no, on a daily basis. No, you just found the laid back family. So, what happens to other couples as they live their daily lives as South African couples? You haven't gone through like the whole marriage ceremony mm-hmm. where you have to like stick fight 
a Zulu man <laughs> for my hand in marriage. Like you just got a laid back family. So you should count yourself How very often, lucky. It happens every day. I haven't seen any videos of your friends, people doing this on Facebook or anything. Don't think they put that on. Um, what are they losing? The battle? <laughs> and then they're disgraced? <laughs> I don't know. I don't the know. stick battles? I don't know. And how many... Do they train for these? No, there's no training. You just you sort should, of you should, inherently be a stick fighter? You should be strong. You just have to show <laughs> the men of the village how strong you are. My God. And you... Yeah, you. so you've never... Like, you just lucked out on a laid-back family. If you found another yeah, I guess girl... guess so. And her family was very strict. You would be eating malamkhodu, which is like lamb guts and that's what you'd have to eat for i mean i like lamb yeah Very lamb popular stomach. in lebanese lebanese culture but lamb stomach never had it yeah so just count yourself lucky that my mom allows you to take her to like a nice restaurant and you, mm-hmm. you don't have to like eat lamb guts. slaughter the cow and like <laughs> you know eat lamb guts so okay i am lucky but yeah, I would like to hear from Robert what these cultural differences are. Right. I don't know if we're helping any this question whatsoever. I think there has to be some sort of like understanding from both parties. I think you have to be willing to, um, obviously, if you love your, your lady, you would want to be willing to learn about uh, her, her culture and why she thinks about things the way she does. Um, but then there's got to be some give or take on both sides, right? Give yeah. and take on both sides. So she's got to be open-minded to see things from your point of view as well um i love the fact that he says i attribute these to cultural differences i wouldn't accept it from somebody in my in my um yeah we need more specifics but it's also good because robert obviously is staying open to that i don't know everything and not all women are the same which is like a narrative that goes around sometimes that you know like women are the same but yeah there's lots of nuances and cultural cultural differences and that sort of thing so we need robert to follow up we need exact specific examples of cultural clashes i know and but like the way we we speak right like you've been in a butelezi household for you know christmas or thanksgiving it's like very loud and boisterous whereas a nimi christmas is much more calm and like people speak with inside voices well if you would have been around the lebanese side of the family which doesn't get together too much these days unfortunately but uh they're the loud side they're very loud because we would go to my grandpa's house grandpa ed as we would call him uh early for like brunch and later on we'd go to grandma and grandpa ryan's house to Where you speak for, for with dinner your inside voice yeah it's very two very <laughs> different uh christmas gatherings yeah I mean, I think it's all good, right? It's just part of the life experience. So I don't know if we can really help you out too much there. But uh, again, the obvious answer is it comes down to um, be willing to like communicate as much as possible and with an open mind. I don't think people should be like so rigid in their uh, in their ways. A lot of times there's better ways of doing things. So even if it is cultural, mm-hmm. I still won't let you put your backpack that's been all over the place on the couch or on the bed. So no, I'm yeah, not but I be kind of like agree with you on that one. Like that makes sense that my backpack that's been on the casino floor probably shouldn't be on the couch. Yeah, some so, things make sense. I think we've done a pretty good job of like uh, like learning from each other. I taught you everything, you know, everything. I'm learning all sorts of <laughs> voodoo spells and curses and hexes. You haven't you haven't even entered the. 
You're not even at the gate. How to stick fight. <laughs> street Stick street fight. <laughs> okay. So, thanks for the question, Robert. Keep the questions coming. Yeah, hit us back with some specifics, Robert. And also, it is holiday month. So, I'd like to hear from you what you're most nervous about. About going home over the holidays. Or if you're looking forward to... Um, some holiday gatherings with your family. I know it's for some people it's like great and for some people it's very stressful like family holidays. Um so I'd like to learn a little bit more cuz all I have is like you know my friends in the US and Andrew's perspective on holidays. I'd like to know how other people around the US celebrate uh holidays and what's stressful and what's the best part. And I guess from all the other countries that are listening to the podcast too. I mean, they don't have Thanksgiving, but Christmas. So drop me a line at tells at andrewneemi.com. Is it stressful when you come to the Nimi residence for Christmas? No. Andrew's parents are the easiest, laid back, <laughs> fun loving people. They're just so See, chill. so you lucked out too. It was a given for me. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? You were just you were just <laughs> destined for good things in life. Cause you're just just so good yourself. Yeah. No, I definitely lucked out. I thought um, I'd heard or read about you know all these Thanksgivings that go terribly wrong mm-hmm. for like first time meetings, and I was very nervous. But yeah, nothing to be nervous about. Everybody right. is so loving. Well, that's that's boringly nice. I know. You didn't have to stick fight anyone when you came over. <laughs> Lucky well, you. That's not in your culture. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to have to look up street Lebanese stick fighting. Lebanese fighting in this Lebanese culture? No, I need to learn how to stick fight. If I'm going to ever go back to South Africa and want to be a real man. <laughs> okay. Whatever makes you happy. Okay. I guess no poker for me this week. <laughs> yeah. Just look it up on YouTube. I'm going right. to. Well, thank you for having us on your podcast, listeners. I still end Well said. Time today well said catch us next week catch me outside how about that (laughs) thanks for having us on your podcast listeners thanks for listening bye